In a world where Toku fans are easy and the wrong figure arts are released for retail, three man children stand not quite shoulder to shoulder, with their trusty spray can at their side, united across timelines and space against the concealed, grimdark 90s inspired hordes. Shuku and Shinobi, Dawson Rider, Jedi Maw, Aerosol, their mission to bring you the latest Toku news in the craziest way possible. Riders, Rangers, and Rambles Season 4. If you don't listen to this show, you don't know anything about Tokusatsu. Hello, and welcome Hi. <laughs> to our Season 4, Episode 24. Oh, yes, please. Aren't you glad I didn't say Baron? Right? 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 No. Hidari? Alright. Hidari, I want to join Mugium. <laughs> We had a project this week where he said, you can make your museum for this poster anything you want. And I almost said, can I just make it, like, museum? Like, what museum? Like, no, just museum. Like, museum. <laughs> you didn't understand what I was trying to say. <laughs> Very frustrating. I wonder why. It's always funny to do inside jokes with random people. <laughs> Damn, I should have bought more Ultra Balls. Damn, huh? I always need more balls. And I just don't have enough to keep up with modern ball needs. <laughs> so speaking of balls... Um, Those things the awesome lost. I got a Bumblebee repaint. Uh, a couple more. Did you find that in store? Yeah, it was at a Toys R Us actually. Oh, I was snap. surprised because I, I, I really want that. I think the only Beast Hunter thing I don't have is the Knockout, which is a shame because he's all crocodile themed and I really wanted it. <laughs> but I'll find him eventually, I guess. But that's actually all I've bought because I can't spend money right now. <laughs> I bought a house. Is that a, <laughs> does that count as a hall? Paul's house. <laughs> That's official now. Your so. house doesn't count as a hall. You got the $100? How do I get around it? Uh, it has halls in it. Yeah. <laughs> did you whore yourself out, Brian, to get the $100? Yes, you oh. caught me. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. So now we have the long process of moving. But And then having sex in every room of the house. That's a thing, too. Oh, the bathrooms are kind of small. We still haven't done that, though. (laughs) Brian's like, finally, I got a house. Wait, the bathrooms are small. I take it back. (laughs) Bring back that contract. (laughs) Chases him down. Fucking Caterpie. Yeah, right? Anyway, but yeah, I've just been playing Pokemon and packing stuff. That's really it. And watching Golden Girls, Brian. How could you forget the most important thing of the week? Well, I've been in the living room because... You're watching the- Golden Girls? I love that show. Fucking B. <laughs> Arthur is the shit. Did you call me, A.B.? And Betty White. What? I used to watch my grandma all the time. My grandma and loved the fucking Golden Girls. You're just mad because Betty White is better than you. She's all hot up on her Werther's Originals. She's like a fucking 80-year-old. Werther's Originals are delicious. I almost choked on one when I was little and died. Can you imagine how, can you imagine how more awesome the world would be if I would have just died? Yes, it would be much awesomer if you had just died on that world. This would be it's awesome, like Brothers Originals, honey. Okay. Yeah, Are you this, like, this, this, telling on me? Am I going to get in trouble? We, we can't go a podcast episode without a Dawson's death reference. No? Nope. That's like the new thing for this season. <laughs> Look, we um, I'm all done, would... if anyone wants to. Um, 
I'm going to skip mine because I really haven't done anything interesting other than play Pokemon this week. <laughs> oh my god, you guys all sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's called pulling an aerosol. <laughs> I got a German Froakie. Well, good for you. It's probably His name's Frops. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hops. <laughs> so, is it my turn then? Or what's going yeah. on? Yeah. We, okay. You know, we already did the forget the order thing. Alright, well, alright, so I've been playing Pokemon. Fucking black two and white two niggas. Uh, oh, I, I picked up Ninja Turtles video game for Wii and 3DS yesterday, as well as Woody and the Toy Story set and Lego Marvel, along with my little Spider-Man keychain uh, pre-order bonus. Um, and what have I been doing? Oh, I've been teaching Kaylee uh, the Pokemon. You've been doing the Pokerap videos. She she knows Pikachu, and she's all big on Froakie and Chespin. Oh. Kaylee, that's who, and uh, and Evie, because all the ones I have those little figures for, I've been teaching her them, who? and she knows me out. Your daughter? Oh yeah, I met her the other day. <laughs> uh, she's been watching all my shows. She watched she watched Cora with me. She loved Cora. Like she loves watching that, and uh, she watched Ben Ten, Digimon. Power Rangers, all my shows. She loves watching them all. Uh, she gets mad at commercials. She doesn't like commercials all over much. She gets really mad. She's like, put the show back on. I'm like, I'm trying. Oh my god, fast forward. Imagine what a nightmare it is during live TV. Put it back I, on. I can't. Is everyone it, it crying? It's just like that, in fact. Like, the Toy Story Halloween thing came on, and it goes to commercials. She's like, put Jesse back on. I'm like, I can't. I didn't take her away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fast forward the commercials. Uh, so what are your friends getting her for her birthday? I don't know. Her birthday's in a month. I expect presents from from everybody. Uh, it's under a BB gun. So, um, there's something else I was doing. Oh, I've been selling my toys. I have people who want to buy my stuff, and I'm happy because I'll get money, and then I can buy stuff from Miami and and. I got my first Google payment in like two months. That's a thing. Because they don't fucking pay me ever because they're douche nozzles. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just trying to sell toys. I recorded more reviews so I can sell those toys. Uh, you know, it's 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 a process. It's a process. We're getting, we're getting rid of stuff. Uh, we're trying to sell Dawson. Nobody wants them. We offered them for free. They still said, fuck that. That's too expensive. We're like, well, that's because the listing said vigorously used. So they're just like, you. <laughs> 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 Why do you think it was in you laughing? Alright, so that's <laughs> That's a thing Let's let's see What? Is it Kevin's what? turn? I mean, aerosol's turn. Yeah, it's aerosol's turn Um Well, now I feel like put on the spot Because <laughs> two of you kind of passed. <laughs> yeah, I, I said I bought a Bumblebee. house. <laughs> yeah. The the most I really did was like I was busy this weekend babysitting. Um my niece She's doing salmon cat with aerosol. <laughs> I took them to a pumpkin patch and bought pumpkins for them to paint. Um and apparently you can put apple cider into donuts and it's like the best thing ever like injected or 
Well, no, you just make it with apple cider. Oh. I think I'm oh, okay. I get it now. <laughs> like, you get a needle, you get a syringe, <laughs> and a donut, and you just inject the ju- juice into I, it. Look, that's the I, first thing I thought of. I was tempted to try them with mayonnaise, but uh, I forgot, and the, the ones that I had left were stale. Um... I've just been playing Pokemon. <laughs> Our lives are so exciting. My time. Um, doing a lot of wonder trading, because wonder trading is incredibly addictive. I'm in no way doing that right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me explain something to you. Uh, yeah. To to everyone, right? Okay. Uh, I've, I've been playing, obviously, Black 2 and White 2, right? Because the thing is, if I know if I start X and Y, I'm never going to go back and finish these, and I want to finish them. I, I'm sitting here, like, I'm, like, twitching because I want to play them so bad. But it's really entertaining for me to just sit on Twitter all day and watch what everyone else is doing on X and Y. With the, watching, like, Aerosol do his wonder trades or, like, watch Brian and getting get all these funny fucking names and shit. Like, it's enter- almost as entertaining to me as playing the actual games. Barry Bonds like, for the win. I got scared <laughs> by a female Wobbuffet. <laughs> I saw that. See, and I was laughing. I was at work. I almost died laughing. And it's hard because... There's people around me, so I'm not supposed to be doing this. But there's people around me, so I can't like laugh out loud. Like if I was alone in the office, so I'm trying to like pretend like I'm doing work and not laugh. So I'm trying, like it's it's I'm trying to look all serious at the computer, like I'm looking at work stuff, and I'm seeing like Dawson's like got wear a fucking female outfit, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like trying to take that plumbing work seriously like son of a bitch it looks What's honestly so- kind of terrifying because you see the shadow of the Wobbuffet and you're like oh it's a Wobbuffet all of a sudden bam lipstick you're like oh shit <laughs> lipstick is scary it is not oh. a Wobbuffet I mean true that like, you're a Pokemon you shouldn't have lipstick, have lipstick. Yeah, that's animal abuse Pokemon abuse yep. by the way all I know is there's nothing more exciting than when the, when the small child you point out, look, Daddy, Pikachu. Look, it's Meowth. Like, that's right, it is. I picked her up from the babysitters twice. And I guess when they ordered pizza one time from, I don't remember if it was like Domino's or whoever it was, they got special, there's like special uh, instructions you want to put. So they told them to draw Pikachu on the box. Well, somebody at the fucking place on the inside of the pizza box drew Pikachu. So they took the box out and it's like, it's like on their house, so I go pick her up and I just get, Daddy, look, there's Pikachu, <laughs> and she's done it now every time I pick her up. I she runs to me, I pick her up in my arms, and she goes, "Look, Daddy, Pikachu." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> it's like how every time I come home, she introduces me to the dog again. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> look, Daddy, Pikachu. Like I forgot who Pikachu is. Your dog's Pikachu. No, no, the dog is London, but the Pikachu. <laughs> but the Pikachu is London. <laughs> You are fucking stupid. <laughs> Two days on anything. Uh, you, you so now, what, what aerosol are you trying to say before I cut no, you off like I, I always was, do? I was going to say, if Brandon from Texas is listening, I have your love disc. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a ransom demand. <laughs> What's even better is if that sense would have ended, I have your love child. Because <laughs> that's how it started in my head. You better pay me child support. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna throw your baby in front of this train. <laughs> it's killed before it'll kill again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, 
fucking Dudley Do Right runs in. <laughs> I will save the baby. <laughs> and that was an awful Dudley Do Right. Uh, we have a weird podcast. <laughs> you think? Not hosting this. <laughs> we have the best podcast ever. Nice cool guy lists are updated to match all the new toys. That's a thing. Try to put that out there. Lock seeds, town eye role play toys, figgy arts, all that shit's updated. Why? Because I have nothing to do it better with my life. Whoa! Where'd you go? He <laughs> <laughs> got killed. You got nothing better to do with my life. Oh no! Now he doesn't have it. <laughs> well, that's a good segue. There's Unmute a- the. Big- oh. <laughs> Somebody muted that shit. Unmuted. It was the drive-by muting. <laughs> I have nothing better to do at work than just work on the list on Brian's blog and update it with things that we've been selling. I like how Brian's blog is like the new RR site. <laughs> it's much less drama. That's because it's two people, me and Brian. Um. Anyway, on to the next thing that we do here. The news. Penises? It doesn't exist really that it's, much. The, it's the news, but there isn't any. There was some rider arms, and that's really not a whole lot to go off of. I think they look cool. They've had arms this whole time. I don't know why it's news. <laughs> <laughs> got a right one and a left one. Uh, Cure you black and pink set in April. That's a thing. At least we'll get our six. I know, that's exciting. We'll get the rest of them, but... We better, because I will fucking riot. I will murder everyone in Bandai if we don't get Ramirez. <laughs> like, they pretty much have it set up perfectly to have, like, a, a two-pack with Violet, a two-pack with the Silver, or the Spirits. And if Silver's important enough as it looks like he is, he can be a standalone like Gold was. Actually, what I would like, and go with me on this, is, like you said, two-pack, cyan, via, and, and, and uh, shit, gray. Okay. A two-pack of the violets, and then a two-pack of silver and tauren. Yeah, that would, I, I would be fine with that. Having a tauren like, figure would be terrific. But yeah, I think it would, because it, it would cover everybody important in the show. But Sentai figure itself so, sell so shitty. Too many but S's there. You know these will be exclusive, though. I know. Regard, regardless of how well they sold, just I kind of feel like anything that's not a red is going to be exclusive now. Pretty much, it's upsetting. Like, I just recorded my Kiba Ranger review tonight, and I love them so much. I'm like these figures, the Sentai ones are are for the most part really good. Well, we can move on to the the shows now. Fucking Rolls, I don't want your goddamn. Now it's time for. Hmm. Nothing. Are we getting her the archery set? Georgia. <laughs> wonderful answer to that question. Gaim. I know. I got. I got. I got the perfect thing for Gaim. Gaim on stage. How's that work? Is that is that good? Works for me. Seven out of ten. Oh well, fuck you too, bitch. It's like she asked him a question. I'm just looking right at her when he says that. That's actually exactly what happened. (laughs) Wait, I have to do a voice. (laughs) I have to do a bit. Uh, So we're on um, 
Brian, what episode of, of I almost said Pokemon? That's what I'm fucking doing. What episode? What episode? Right? Of, is it? Let's go with that. Oh my guy just traded a Flabebe for a Flabebe. I hate life. I did that yesterday. Same color? No, they're different colors at least. Mm. So we're on the episode and it starts off and they're like, "We're gonna save you, Bragigas," and they're like, "All right, cool." And then Lucky's like, "Oh shit, I'm about to get my ass beat because of these stone things." And they're like. He's like, all right, cool. Let's get the fuck out of here. And he runs into this fishing monster. And he's like, I'm going fishing. And Chaos is like, help him go fishing. And he's like, I don't want to. He's like, I don't fucking care. And <laughs> that's how I heard it in my head. Of course it is. Works uh, for me. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, back at the base, Ramirez and uh, Bokan Silver show up. Why? Because Ramirez. And, <laughs> and they're like, let's save Brigigas. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, so where is he? And they're like, he's in hell. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they're like, well, apparently he's like... Really loud. And they're like, Brogigas is the biggest and most badass of the of the Big Ten Juden Ryu. And back in the day when we were fighting DeBoth, it was like our final battle. It is our final battle! Um, and DeBoth was just killing Guardians left and right. Uh, we get to actually watch Demero Alameras and somebody else die. <laughs> I don't know who the third guy was. It's was Overrappu or something. I don't fucking know. Garanadon. One of those fuckers. Uh, we got to watch them die. Uh, as it turns out, all those stones are Bragius' tears. That's a thing. So he's all like in just a fucking explosively mad rage. And he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, DeBoth. And he uses his like super weapon, the 10 Juden Ryu cannon thing. Uh, and he... Uh, like blasts through this monster that DeBoth created and uh, freezes DeBoth into that base thing like you see in, in the show uh, like how he's frozen or whatever in that castle uh, but then like it left Brigigas weak because when you use Hyper Beam you have to sit out the next turn and so uh, the, the monster with a giant hole through his chest dragged Brigigas down into the depths of hell and they're like, no, Brachigas! Because they all yell like Cartman. And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they go out to the lake where Brachigas' body is laying. And there's the monster just chilling on the side of the lake fishing. <laughs> He's like, sup? And they're like, you trying to catch a swordfish, Zord? And they're like, no, that's somebody else, a different lake. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Uh, we're here for something else, too. <laughs> it's a different lake. So even though it says like uh, the shipping price, it doesn't really apply. It doesn't no, apply. swordfish sword. So, uh, so he's like, "Look, look, don't don't bother me. Like, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just fucking fishing. All right." And like, meanwhile, he pulls something out and Tess has like, "Fucking kill his ass!" And like, "What?" And like, "If he can pull out, he can pull out the last stone we need." And they're like, "Oh shit, kick his fucking ass." And then, but like, Igallon and Candelilla show up, and Lucky's there, and other monsters show up, and they all just start having like a fucking brawl. The dude throws Daigo like across the lake, and where he gets met by Dogold, who's like, hey, fucker, let's fight. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's about to like just kill him, but then like Daigo's dad just shows up and is like, look, I'm a badass motherfucker, and catches the sword and like punches the shit out of Dogold, and they're like, Come on, man. How's that even possible? Oh, it's Daigo's dad. It's all right. He's fucking, like, goggle black, whatever the hell he was. 
So uh, he beats the shit out of the Go Gold. He's gone. He blasts off again. And uh, uh, what's his name? He pulls out like this. He pulls out the fucking ocarina and just starts playing the Guardians melody. And he's like, "Let's let's do this shit." And I'm like, "All right." So uh, All right. I guess. <laughs> they pull out the who is it? Dino's grander fossil stone out of the river lake whatever the fuck it is it's water and uh then uh they use all the stones together to like lift up the water and there's Ruggigus's dead body like i'm in pieces and it made that it actually said that on the subs i'm in pieces and uh so it like i mean all the little gold parts glow on on Brugigas. And he came back, but he's slowly getting up because he's kind of tired. It's been like 60 million years. He's a little bit, you know, a little bit worn out. He's kind of groggy. Uh, he's not a morning person. And uh, so he, he's coming back. They go to fight the monsters some more. And monsters like, hey, look, I got this thing. Lucky, bring it back to the boss. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm stupid. I'm lucky. And they're like, okay, whatever. So he, that's what I heard. So... <laughs> So uh, the guy's like, all right, well, now that my work here is done, I'm going to go fight. But he can't really attack because he's like Wobbuffet. He's got like this defensive thing going on, but he can't really attack you. He just kind of stands there. And um, so then they they have like an eight-person roll call, and there's Kill Your Red Carnival doing his Kill Your Red Carnival shit. And um, they – what happens? They, they fight – they blow him up with like the victory and maximum motherfucker. Uh, Lucky comes in, he's like sperm water, and makes them all giant. Uh, they they blast Bragigas. Like no, They're like can no. Can I have it? No, no, like no, Bragigas. Yes, I can. Whatever. I'm like no, Bragigas. And uh, <laughs> uh, but they get transported into the in the spirit base. I'm like Torin, the fuck, dude, what's going on? And he's like, watch this, and he puts on the viewing globe, and they're like the hell and like we're in Bragigas they're like the spirit base is in Bragigas and uh just like the the tentacles are in Shukun Shinobi (laughs) um and uh, like he's like I'll explain later and like no we got some time you can explain now that's a thing he's like no I'll explain later and like whatever fucker so they um they they uh they go and they like use Elamaris's power and Arcanalon's power, and like, well, he can do all the Guardian powers. I'm like, that's cool. Because he's been powered up with all the Guardian batteries. And um, get off my boobs. They turn him into Gigant Bragio, and like a silver platform shows up because you know Kyrgyz Silver has to do things. And uh, they use like the giant axe weapon thing to just like slaughter the fuck out of the monster. And like, yay, we did it. And at some point, we found out that Bragigas is Torin's partner because they're going to leave together to go like do something that's undetermined. They didn't tell us. Yeah. Uh, right. Meanwhile, back at the bad guy base, Chaos is like, "Good job, Lucky. Got what is what I wanted." And he's like, "The fuck you talking about?" And he's like, "This will. It doesn't matter if they got Bragigas because we'll fuck their shit up." And it's a piece of that monster that Deboth created way back when, and it just kind of ends on that. And you're like, "Oh shit." So that was a fun episode. <laughs> uh, I really liked it. I like Bruggy guys. He's awesome. I like how we got like some more of the backstory of what went on. Uh, and I'm curious about the whole like Torin partner <laughs> thing. 
Like, obviously that's leading into somebody becoming silver. There's different rumors on that, so there's no telling exactly who the correct answer. I really hope the next answer. one that popped up is wrong. But... What was the next one? The, the, one, one? That, the one that's, like... I the one that's, know. like, it's it's the dad and, like, he's Torin's son, that one? Daigo is basically Torin's grandkid. That's weird. He's got bird DNA. <laughs> that was my issue. <laughs> but Yeah. Uh, motherfuckers keep sending me goddamn rolls. Shit. We just not there's all over there with the love discs. <laughs> if you're listening, I have your love disc. <laughs> I will find but you. Either way, I I enjoyed the episode. I liked watching them use all the guardians' powers. I like seeing actual bodies for a couple of the guardians. I just thought that was kind of cool. I kind of want to see them all now. But... I know that's that was my exact thought. I was like, I want to see the rest of them. I want to see him, like, in, in the last episode, like, fucking Wild Force style. That'd be kind of neat. It would be. Uh, or, or maybe, at least, like, in, in like, one of, like, the art books or something they put out afterwards, just so that you can see at least a picture of him. Um, but, yeah. What would you guys think? I really liked it. I thought it was a really fun episode, and, um... <laughs> I thought it was really nice to see some of the backstory on it and see, like like we just said, the battle with uh, seeing the other uh, Guardians. And, um, damn, I just thought of something else, too. I thought it was kind of funny that uh, Violet wasn't in this episode. Yeah, I, I did notice that. And she's practically been main cast the past few episodes. It just seemed I don't want to pay her anymore. Probably. I would have liked to have seen her in there having like a nine-person roll call, but maybe they're just saving it to have a full ten... I want to see them all standing next to each other. <laughs> but um, the thing is, like, it, in this case, it actually applies and isn't, like, fucking, what you call it, superhero Tyson. We're like, let's just put one next to each other. Why? Because. Like, oh, okay. And Bragigas was awesome. He puts, uh, like, King Bragion, what Tommy Zord is called, now Ranger to shame. He just sits there like, ooh, I carry shit. This one's like, bitch, I can steal everyone's powers. I take toy looks really cool, too. It's pretty awesome. I, know, I, want like, I wanted something to be wrong with it because it's like releasing in a very bad time where I oh, don't you know think? if I can buy it. But yeah, because well, really our October cool. total is going to be like $600 or something. <laughs> I don't I know about you, Brian, a, but I don't have that kind of money. I still need to get a Gaim driver. I mean, Sengoku driver. You need a Gaim driver? That's, that's a... That doesn't exist. I just recorrected myself, damn it. Like you I know, but it's it's really fun to make fun of you. I want you to know that. Like, I, I take great pleasure in making fun of you. But then again, who doesn't? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know. You tell me. Someone using a vibrator? What is wrong? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but what is it? I really don't know. Because I'm assuming it's from my side since I can't hear anything. I'm assuming it's from my side since I'm the one that has the vibrator. <laughs> it's based off the Zeb Striker one. God, I feel like Aerosol. I'm getting a bunch of fur froze. Oh, fuck fur fro. I know, literally, like, please fuck God, a fur fro. All Japanese, too. Japanese poodle dogs. Those Japanese hate fucking fur fur, apparently. Really 
Food Anybody else dogs. have to say about the episode? <laughs> it was terrific. I like I like that image of the dude who sent out a hundred pities named my butt. <laughs> my butt used gust. <laughs> my butt used whirlwind. Um, I I really don't have much more to say about this episode than that you guys didn't cover. That's because you're a uh, whore. I liked it. Clearly. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was neat that the the base was. Bragigas, and that we have an ex- actual explanation for what the base is. So Bragigas has like a sky and shit in his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time they've been transporting to next to hell. I know. I read the whole time they've been transporting inside Bragigas, and no one told them until now. No one uh, but I- thought to think, "Hey, where is this place?" And then what's funny is like, and I love how they're like originally when they were doing the whole like, we got to go find the the other Judan Ryu uh, Ramirez and Tessa are presented as we have to find Bragigas yet apparently they all knew they were inside of me the entire time I'm like oh yeah we're inside him oh you think you're fucking telling us assholes we've just been walking in circles good thing spirits don't have to worry about weight <laughs> or nourishment about they? Weight? Is that, I don't think they didn't is that my fucking uh, he transformed. He transformed this episode. Uh, Cyan and Gray did. They, yeah, were they no, just in costume? They did. They did or didn't? They were they just did. in costume. Oh, okay. Because I was just I couldn't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this it goes in. Okay. Uh, I oh. think we should move on then. I think you're a whore. I guess it's yeah, that you good. Said that. <laughs> I just want to reiterate it for those who missed it. Okay, so emphasis. It's game time live. So, time. Uh, no, really not. At the beginning of the episode, we've got the DJ guy recapping everything that's already happened, um, and then we see these students talking about Team Guy, and there's just one guy that's pretending he's all focused on his studies, but really he's just a hoodie wearing hooligan <laughs> and a member of Team Guy. Um, so Mai's all worried about Kota giving up on his regular life to do all this guy stuff. He's like, bitch, don't worry about it. I get all the bitches. He's like, so then everything's fine and they're happy about it. Um, meanwhile, Team Baron is watching stuff about Team Guy and Kaito gets really mad and he throws a card at the TV. It says, I'm Gambit, bitch. And then he walks away. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Uh, and then he gets a call so from I'm that Gambit dealer guy bitch. about evening the playing field. Um... Uh, Kota is going home with all of his money from winning all these invest matches and he just rocks up to his sister and he's like, cash money! He's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like Tom from uh, Parks and Rec at this point. And his sister is like really dumb about money. She's like, a job isn't supposed to be something you like. It's supposed to be work. Like, you're like the opposite of everybody I ever talk to. So she's pretty much just a bitch about it. Like, why are you turning down free money? Go make your stupid stews. And then... Uh, so he goes with a groovy smoothie to ponder why his sister's such a dumb bitch. Um, and Kaito shows up and challenges groovy him to a smoothie. duel. Yeah, it's iCarly. Um, and then, mm. so they go to have an invest match, but they both transform into riders because uh, Kaito has Baron powers now. Um, and so the dealer guy shows up and he's like, well, this isn't really a duel anymore since there's no Yu-Gi-Oh card, so just take these bikes and start racing. So they're racing on And then on you can duel bikes. on the bikes. And then they get hit by Magical Leaf, and they get transported to the Zipper Dimension. And they start getting attacked by Invest, and uses his penetration attack 
to destroy the invest, and he's like, the power! And then it ends. I have a penetration attack. <laughs> totally. Um, so, I like this episode. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I like um, that Gaim is sort of like a celebrity amongst that community. I think that's sort of an interesting thing. Um, I love this show. Talking about the end, I thought that Baron's attack was really funny. Like, it's just like a holographic banana stabbing through them. I uh, he raped them. He literally. Yeah. Do you see it where it came from? He, he raped literally them. raped them. <laughs> um, you saw yeah. it, Brian. You were staring at large penises. He raped them. I think it's funny how straight faced they play the fruit thing. Like, <laughs> this guy's transforming and it's like banana arms. It's like, it's fucking hilarious. But everyone, no one's laughing. This is serious. Um, I think that's funny. Um, like I said in the summary, I thought his sister was kind of being stupid about the money situation. Um, it's his but sister's really not that important to the plot, but I just thought she was being dumb about it. Um, and, uh, but I like how it ended too. I like how they're transported into that world. And it was kind of, uh, it's sort of unsuspect- unexpected for me. Cause I thought it was going to end with either guy beating Baron and him be like, damn, I still can't beat him or Baron beating him. And being like, ha, oh, now that I have the power, I'm, you know, superior. I'm uh, He-Man? Well, it just like those generic things that usually happen. I didn't really expect them to end up in the world. So I thought that was an interesting turn, and I'm kind of looking forward I to like, it. I like how they got this to, like, you know, they got to 85 miles an hour and went back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit was funny. Like, but I, I, I actually liked the lock vehicle transformation. I thought that was just pretty cool. Uh, any, anyone else? No? No one? Well, I mean, it was cool. I don't have anything to say besides it was cool. I just, I just liked it. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to talk about in the episode. Uh, I love how, like, they're like, oh, fuck, banana. Like, like, ba ba <coughs> banana. I'm like, what are you doing? Banana. Um, uh, just speaking in terms of uh, Baron's first transformation. I actually really liked it. I um, like I, I was getting really excited by the scene too, and I was I don't know. I found myself kind of surprised that I was getting as excited as I was. And then when I rewatched it, I kind of figured out why. Um, I love the audience reaction. <laughs> I love having an audience. Um, it, there is something so interesting about having a crowd there to watch their fight because those people are essentially feeling exactly what you're feeling uh yeah. excitement over seeing this new writer show up but you know to actually see that in the show it just gives us this different kind of feeling to it <laughs> like be I I don't know. I see the I, I see these armored riders as being almost like uh, they're they're in a sense a form of entertainment for these people. Yeah, because they they don't they don't see anything strange with it necessarily because they fight with these little invest things. And now that a new one is showing up, it's like a new athlete stepping onto the court and you know like being awesome or whatever. Um, I don't know sports. sports things. It's it's like like it's like a new athlete comes on who changes the game completely to yeah. like where it's become something different. Like yeah. 
Kind of like how women's tennis went from being all dainty and like those black chicks come out there like, ah, they beating the fucking tennis ball across the net and like knocking people's heads off. Yeah. And just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, meanwhile, poor little Anna Cornerclove was like, look at my boobs. And I'm like, all right. It's just, uh, it's an interesting thing. Like, it's more exciting for me watching it because I can also see all of these other people reacting to it and being excited uh, about it. Like when the when the zipper opened up in the sky above Baron and the crowd reaction was instant. Like the the the, uh, the actual reaction was timed really well. Um, so I I thought it was I don't know it, it's an added feel to it. I I like it a lot. I mean, I didn't even think about it until you said it, but it makes total sense. Bat Ryan. <laughs> Return to Bat Ryan. I, keep, I slip every now and then. I think it's but, just interesting what a different world they have. Just like, you know, like we talked about before, the little monsters, and like I said, how Guy sort of became a celebrity. It just, it's so so different from what we're used to. Okay. Yeah, Awesome's a whore. I know it. I think, I think it's also kind of interesting that, you know, other than when those monsters break out, Right now, there's no real threat. Like, yeah. there's no monsters attacking. There's no guy organizing attacks. That's why, like, after Gaim saved him last time, he's pretty much just been doing shows. <laughs> yeah. But, and that's one thing that's actually kind of cool, because it's like they said, like, they're going for something completely different than that same formulaic thing that, like, Double O's, Forza, Wizard all did. And... I mean, so far, I'm liking it. Obviously, we're only three episodes in and haven't really done much, but just the, the differentness of it so far is pleasing to me. Like, I know that, but that's different. But, like, I, I'm just, I'm really enjoying the show, and I really hope they can continue and, like, keep up with, like, just whatever they're doing, because they're doing, they're making me happy every time I go to watch it. It's just a nice, fresh take. And yeah, I think that's what it is. It just feels like such a different show compared to what we've been used to. Like, I think that's what it is. It's just that it's something that's not what we've had. Because what we've had got really stale. It's kind of fitting that it's a fruit theme, too, because it's all refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the uh, with it being different, and like Dawson said, there's... It doesn't really feel like there's any sort of threat, or not that not one that the the characters are really able to perceive. So I think that actually lends to um, why Coda was still so entertaining in this episode, despite being somewhat cocky. Yeah, like, um, I think something I really like is that so far within just these three episodes, we we have a decent understanding of what Coda's like. Uh, he's a nice guy that means well, but he tends to get ahead of himself a bit. <laughs> and so, like, last episode, or, you know, after he first transformed, he transformed to help uh, his friend as well as himself. And then immediately after, he goes home and he starts playing with his new <laughs> driver, because he, he's so excited and he sort of just sort of, he gets ahead ahead of himself and starts using it for superfluous stuff and then he you know finally decides oh hey I can help my friends in their little game with this 
And now, again, he's sort of gotten ahead of himself. He's kind of showing off a bit. Um, he Like, he doesn't say anything outright cocky, but you can just tell in the way he's sort of presenting himself and his mannerisms that he's, you know, he's enjoying it. He, yeah. He's really digging the, the attention. Um, and, I don't know, that's... It's it's interesting because that is like a legitimate flaw to him, and it's a it's a really understandable one. I think it's one that anybody would have experienced. Like uh, like we said last week when he got the belt and was doing all the poses and stuff like that. It was anything. It was something that any of us would have done. Yeah, and I think even now, still, he's still reacting in a way that I think anyone. Or at least a good majority of people would, you know. He he's enjoying being famous. He's enjoying all of the attention that he's getting and the money that he's bringing in. Um, I think that might have been part. Like, I'm not trying to defend his sister because I do agree that it. I, I'm not a big fan of her logic, but her logic gets uh, me the fuck off. <laughs> But, I mean, like, yeah, like, he, he quit his it, job, like, oh, I don't have to work. I can just do invest games using these cool powers and make money. Fuck I that. Like, this is well, much I, I more think, fun than work. I think just to just to play devil's advocate for her, um, again, he, he does have this somewhat cocky attitude about it. And he's just sort of saying, hey, I don't have to work ever now. I can just do this for the rest of my life. And, you know, everything will be fine. It's fine. I got plenty of money. Let's get them juicy steaks. And I love the scene where he's going, juju, juju. Um, <laughs> and Dawson was sitting so there like, juju. I can understand why her as his guardian would be like, uh, I want to think about this a little bit more. Because <laughs> like, it's, it's not, I, I can understand why she would say it's not, a real job because he is essentially playing and getting money for it. But, uh, I don't know. At the same time, that's what professional poker players do. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's, I think it's the idea that he's, he's kind of putting all of his eggs into this basket and just expecting it to be fine from, from now on. And like I said, he's sort of getting ahead of himself a bit. Um, and I think, I think all of that, like his, the way he was acting in this episode is, um, is a good reason why Baron needed to show up <laughs> in this episode. To sort of I guess a reality down. check. Yeah, I have to yeah. knock him down. <laughs> um. I was thinking, I had a question. The guy, I forget his name. I always forget no his name. No questions, guy. bitch. The grave guy, the guy in the middle. What's his name? Michi. Michi? No, 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 no. His writer name. Ryugan. Uh, Ryugan. Okay. Um, he's supposed to be a part of Team Gaim, right? Yeah. But we saw him with Zangatsu in the the beginning war scene, right? Yes. Okay, I was just making sure I was imagining. Okay, he's, he's Zangatsu's brother. You're his brother? <laughs> My mom's his brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking douchebag. Basically, kind of the way I see it is that since Ryugan kind of deflected to Team Gaim, um, like, Zangetsu, I think, is going to probably 
recruit him? A lot of the the newer guys coming up. But um, well, Gryden's supposed to go with Baron, I think. Yeah, I um, think he might be one of like Baron's guys, although I'm not sure. I, I feel like Kurokage might too, just because they're both the like Nuts. seed class. Let's stick together. Uh, <laughs> and well, they're all low class. I, I think seeds. since Zangetsu's getting the core of the the energy lock seeds, that he might the the three energy riders might end up being like his um, lackeys. But we'll see what happens in terms of that. But yeah, I was just curious. The the show has so much potential, and it really does. I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most is just seeing how everything <laughs> unfolds. It's kind of well, nice that we don't really know potential. what's going to happen. Whereas there was such a clear blueprint the last few years. Yeah, yeah. like I just discussed this with my friend. Um, like Wizard had such a predictable outcome within the first couple episodes. Like, you looked at it and you're like, well, we know pretty much what's going to happen. We knew everything about White Wizard, like, in episode four. And they didn't even tell us anything. (laughs) Uh, But, like, this one is so kind of blank. We've got, like, ominous organization. Masturbation. And then a bunch of teenagers playing with attitude. With dancing. (laughs) Playing with dancing. (laughs) So, I mean, you you there's... There's no clear answer on what's actually going to happen with this. So, yeah, like, and you know, the last two shows had potential too, and they totally did not live up to it. One more so than other than the other. But I'm hoping that you know this one will live up to that potential more so than uh, than the last one did. Because otherwise, I'll be very sad. And it's funny because we went into this one like, it's a fucking fruit, man. It's like a fucking fruit rider. Like, this is going to be weird. And yet, I'm enjoying this so much more than, like, the cool magic-themed wizard dude and the fucking space rider. Like, I mean, I, I can't know. fully say that yet because I enjoyed Forza and Wizard's first couple episodes. But <laughs> Oh, that's true. I mean, they, they weren't that bad, but... I don't know. Hopefully we can keep this up. I want to see those those new lock vehicles in action now. Fucking Tulip Hopper. Tulip Hopper. Fucking Star Wars speeder. Beautiful. You're welcome. Thank you. So you got that dragon sword ready, Dawson? Oh, shit. <laughs> this is going to be a quick one. That's what she said. Bam. <laughs> okay. Because now it's time for Mega Force Summaries with Shuki. <laughs> it's not me. It takes forever. Dawson <laughs> can't get it up. Back again. <laughs> when the fuck is my summary? There it is. 
Okay, so this is technically episode 15. I don't really know if it really is episode 15, given it's the Halloween special, but... Anyway, we got uh, Raising Spirits. Yeah, that's what we this did already enthused. We got Raising Spirits. <laughs> well, I, it was really stupid. But anyway. Um, Emma bakes a pie. People are stupid. There's a power outage. Jake is a cow. Troy is an awful cowboy, and I think there's some sort of gay innuendo there. Um, something about <laughs> a TARDIS reference, and suddenly Jawas... Um, then there's a, okay, so basically they went into the little Jawa's tent thing, and he's like, I'm a fortune teller, blah, blah, blah. And so there's the sneezing virus guy clip, and then the Jawa's pissed because it was showing them Power Rangers and monsters instead of these people. And you can't put Uh, two and two together. Emma is still baking. And then there's the speedy bug guy clip. The Jawa is still pissed. Troy is sleeping. Troy pulled a Kevin. Aww. (laughs) Then there is the UFO guy clip. And the, at this point, the Jawa's, like, super pissed. He's like, this thing's, like, fucking up to no end. Uh, and then there's a Creepox clip, and then Jawa finds out that they're the Power Rangers because he can't put two and two together at all. Uh, so the Jawa guy is actually the guy from the beginning that caused the power outage. Um, and so he just causes general mischief in the city. Robo Knight saves a truck. Uh, they corner him. Emma finally realizes that something's happening. So as she puts the pie in the oven, she's like, I'm leaving Ernie, and then she runs away. Robo Knight's pissed because Emma wasn't there. Like a, she calls her like a fucking delinquent or something. Yeah. Um, so there's fighting. Emma fights with a mixing bowl because that's what Aerie did in the Sentai footage. Um, they summon the Sky Brothers, and they shoot him, and then Zombats, even though... Um, Vrak wasn't in the episode at all. Um, summon Zords, and then she tickles them with his, her phoenix. Well, that's like some sort of... I bet she tickles them with her phoenix. Um, <laughs> that sounds dirty. His, his crotch hurts. He was holding his crotch. Um, they're like... Me too. Summon Sky Megazord, even though they just formed Gosei Great instead. Um, and then Robo Knight made Gosei Grand, and they victory charge, and they still kept calling it the Sky Megazord, but that's fine. I felt like Jim. I was like, that's not... Okay. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I wasn't paying attention. I, I got uh, bored. And so they're back at Ernie's, and he's like, oh, I left the pie in there for like at like 24 degrees for eight hours or some shit. I forgot what he said. It was really stupid. 24 degrees. He's like, it was supposed to be like 380 degrees for four minutes or something. I don't really give a shit. But anyway, they touch the pie, and the pie fucking explodes because... Those jokes are comedy gold. We learned that in Samurai. And, and MMPR. Uh, and then it ends. Oh man, that was... I will say this, it was better than Trickster Treat. A lot of things are better than Trickster Treat. That's true. I like what Keeper said, like, Jake's cow outfit cost more than Trickster Treat did. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a, a video of an orangutan masturbating is more exciting than Trickster Treat, Okay. Um, There's more effort no, put into it than I could be mistaken, but the episode that this was sourced from with the one with Aerie cooking and that you know monster we fought, wasn't that the episode when Kevin was like, what's the deal with this monster? And we were like, uh... I believe so, yes. <laughs> I, I, I found hilarious. So like, no, this I is fucking the episode we got interrogated about. <laughs> oh god, I'm training with a guy named Kevin in Japan right when I said that. That's great. He's got blonde hair. He's your alternate version, Kevin. Yeah, I don't know if version. 
He's gonna Sending massive him a direction. Send it. Let's see what he's what's he gonna give me. Oh, it's Skiddo. Okay. He gives you a massive yeah, direction. Anyway, like Jake's jokes were pretty funny, and Jake continues to be like the most entertaining person in the show. He's basically the mic of this show. That's because he's trying to bone Sierra Hana. And but then I again, who is all the props for that? Um, <laughs> and he did a really damn good job in this episode. Like trying to bone Sierra Hana. Yeah, he um, almost got it. You know that's right. But I did hard at the beginning where they're like, someone in this room likes someone else in this room. And they're like, no. That's funny to me. Can you believe all the people that thought that the the little fortune teller guy was going to show scenes from Gokaiger or Super Mega Force? Like, oh, he's going to tell the past and future. We're going to get a Super Mega Force preview. Oh my God. I'm glad I didn't be around those people because I probably would have murdered them. Where was that at, Dawson? Like, Twitter? Well, Near Ranger was one of them. We thought we were going to get it. Yeah, but he's an idiot. I don't know. It just, it wasn't good. Like, like Jake's jokes were entertaining. That was it. That's all the episode had, really. But uh, There was a really big error with the Sky Megazord stuff. It was yeah, like a huge especially oversight. since they kept doing it. Like, it wasn't even just, like, one fuck-up where they're like, Sky Megazord, and it was Go Say Great, but they just kept doing it. <laughs> They're asleep at the wheel. But next episode's actually really good. I watched it already. Where'd you, what did you want in French? No, it was on Hulu for a day. Oh. Um, I was going to say, I like how, I think it was Ranger Crew that said, the quality bar for this year's Halloween special won't be there next year. I'm like, it's pretty sad when this is like considered like a high-tier special. What, <laughs> what did he say? You know, because they're going back to the Samurai Riders next year, and he said oh, the yeah. quality bar for this year's Halloween special won't be there next year. It'll be more like last year's. Oh, and I was like, you know, it's sad that this episode, which compared to every episode of all time is pretty awful, is like considered the high quality bar. That's awful. It's so, like this is the best we're going to get. This is what we have to look forward to. Oh, like a ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at Gasly. Gasly. Yeah. <laughs> he like right when he appeared in the train. Oh, yeah. I don't, it, was, it was awful, and I don't want to remember it. It was the thing that I wish I didn't see. Fortunately, I've forgotten most of it. Level 1 Gasly. God damn, love this shit. It's a good place. You know, to you know love discs turn you on. Fucking with the Japanese and love disc, man. Because now it's time for ramble, 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 ramble time. Oh God, Ken, ramble, ramble, ramble time. Ken, I said time. Oh. I don't know why I heard Ken, but that's going to be a I thing I was going to try to make it like surround sound, but the I figured Joe it skits. would just sound awful. Everything like most awful. things you do. Yeah. Like your Thermian impression. <laughs> <laughs> trying to beat someone with a broom? <laughs> Are you trying to do dust them? <laughs> they were a vampire that worked, but... Uh, so... Pokemon. So how about them nudes? Oh, <laughs> we did that already, baby. Oh shit! 
was delightfully awkward. <laughs> so, the actual episode this week was just the usual piece of shit, and I only saw the last fourth of it. Um, there was Evolution Stone shenaniganery. I liked watching Eevee's Evolve. That was fun, but that's just because it's my personal preference. To watch Eevee's Evolve? To love Eevee's and all things Eevee, you fucking douchebag motherfucker. The the Genesec movie wasn't bad. That... I didn't finish it yet, I just realized. Spoiler alert, they win. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Genesec holds hands with Mewtwo and they all sing Kumbaya and then it ends. That's actually pretty accurate. Um... <laughs> So was this a different Mewtwo? Or did it get a sex change with its psychic it, power? <laughs> I don't know. I hope it got a sex it's change. It's no so fucked up that it well, doesn't the, really matter. The legendary Pokemon, it's pretty ambiguous. Some of them, you think there might be only one. There might be a few, like with Lugia. But with Mewtwo, I just always assumed there was only one since it was physically made. But then it's all, you know, a woman. And no one seems to question its mega evolution at all. Um... And Ash just sort of vaguely looked like, oh, you kind of look familiar, but, uh. <laughs> That's an absolute accurate uh, depiction of Ash. It's pretty that. much it. That's the same way he looked at Roxy's coughing. Uh, you look kind of familiar, but I don't know what you are. What's that, Pokemon? <laughs> it also sounded like Ash. The different voices of Ash. The best part of the movie for me was the Feraligator in it, just because I don't see enough Feraligators in the anime. I, I love seeing Feraligator, actually. It was pretty badass. It just kept attacking things like, fuck you, Genesect. Uh, Genesect's like, oh, I'm Genesect. I couldn't take that one Genesect that like had the high pitched like girl oh, voice series. The one that was Ash's friend. It just seemed so not fitting at all. <laughs> I don't know why the the Pokemon always have to have human voices in the movies. I sort of got Mewtwo's because he was sort of special, but I don't know. It just kind of weirds me out in all the other ones because like the Caldea movie had them all talking and they're like, "Oh, four Musketeers and stuff." <laughs> but I don't know. But it was still, it wasn't bad. It was, it was entertaining. Um, except for Levani was in it, so it turned into a <laughs> horror movie five minutes in. I don't know why he's carrying Snivy and Levani and Pig Knight and Tepig. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Pig Knight and Charizard. Whoa. <laughs> he de evolved them and then he split them with his ash powers. Fucking Gokai Silver up in here. <laughs> At least Charizard had something to do. <laughs> Charizard's always got something to do. It's called Be Awesome. I feel like the only thing he ever does in the anime right now is he'll send him out and Charizard will just literally sit down. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I left the Char Civic Valley for this. Um, Charizard, go. Sit. <laughs> Watch for Iris in the rain. Relive your past trauma. Charizard, roll over. Charizard just sits there and goes, <laughs> and Charizard. that's about it. Charizard beg for a treat. <laughs> ask him to ask for treats. Charizard's just a big puppy. <laughs> oh, he's a big flying scaly puppy. Uh, so then so about the part that actually matters. Yeah, the X and Y preview. I really enjoyed it. It made me happy. I hope it's a sign of what's to come in the X and Y anime. Uh, he said come. Because <laughs> it was really good. And yeah. I was I wasn't bored for once watching Pokemon well, and that was but, what was amazing. <laughs> but part of me's not sure if I enjoyed it as much as I did because 
it was actually good, or for just that I'm at that point in Univore, I'm like, okay, I'm sick of being here. Give me something Probably new. Not. And then they gave me Kalos and new Pokemon. I was like, ah, oh, I like this. While he plays Black 2. <laughs> so sick of this. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I always enjoy the premieres. Like, I, I enjoyed Black and White's premiere. It just kind of went downhill after that. Um, yeah. But Ash, he didn't seem as dumb in this episode. And like we saw before in the previews, he looks like he's drawn a little bit older. Like in black and white, they kind of gave him this uh, smaller look. Like he looked younger than he did in Sinnoh. So I feel like they drew him to at least look a little more mature. That could just be me, though. Well, th- the fact that I enjoyed a battle between Pikachu and Bunnelby... Well, that's because he's involved in the Diggersby and then fuck shit up. <laughs> was really impressive uh and i just i like the fact that um clement like used like bumblebee's ears to like raise sand and try to block the electricity and stuff like that was like battle stuff that was very reminiscent of diamond and pearl like the counter shield yeah (laughs) and while it's ridiculous in concept it makes battles more interesting so i am more than welcome to the kind of Sinnoh style of battles. And you know, uh, that battle wasn't decided, but if Ash would have lost to him, I wouldn't have been nearly as upset, because at least he's a gym leader, and not just some kid with a camera. Um, But I like that they kind of left it sort of tied, I guess, for the moment. And kind of not put Ash down so low when he starts. Um, And I liked Clement so far. Um, I hope he doesn't get too annoying with the science thing to the point where it's like silent. That's right. I almost said Cyrus again. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I liked him so far. He kind of, his voice kind of sounds like a baby silent. Yeah. <coughs> I was wondering if it was the same voice actor. That's what I was wondering too. I'm going to check uh, Bubblepedia real quick, see if they know. Bubblepedia. And Serena was there too short to really know anything other than she's pretty much a protagonist from the game. Except, I don't remember starting the game out and being pressured to be a Rhyhorn writer. I'm like, is that going to be her thing? Like, instead of a coordinator, she's going to spend the whole time going to be a Pokemon writer? <laughs> Just a passing through a Pokemon writer. Patoki. <laughs> Patoki. <laughs> I like how in the first five minutes, all Ash did was run through doorways and, like, uh, uh, hallways and just scream, Kalos! <laughs> like he gets off the plane, he screams, I'm in Kalos region. He's on the streets, I'm in the Kalos region. He leaves Alexis and he just goes through this corridor and he's like, I'm in the Kalos region and jumps up. We get it, man. <laughs> These French people are freaking out. Um, let's see. Region. And then we got Froki, who sounds kind of like Gilman. <laughs> and I, I love that. <laughs> <sighs> and I like that instead of Froki sort of. It's sort of different as he wasn't abused. He, like, uh, was defiant against trainers he didn't like. It's kind of like Snivy in a way, actually. He was abusive to the trainer, so they <laughs> turned him away. <laughs> Man, this Froakie's a bitch. <laughs> How come my Froakie can't throw gum at its opponents? <laughs> I want I want to use my Froakie and then have, like, a selection option that says, not an attack, throws gum. <laughs> I was wondering, like, yeah, they so don't I saw have that thing listed yet, so I'm not sure. But Serena sounded like Iris. <laughs> it's probably his death. It's just the same people. Pokemon's losing money and running out of ideas, so they have to bring back the same actors. I know that the person who did Dawn was Professor uh, <sighs> Professor Univa. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, let's see what else. Froki was cool. Uh, Bunnelby was neat. Um, we got Team Rocket being idiots. Wobbuffet apparently turning into a badass. Uh, being able to take on Pikachu fairly easily. Although, it's funny because I forgot that this was a preview at first, and I'm like, holy crap, did I miss the episode where they got Wobbuffet back in black and white? Um, it, it, it does, it, I think it happens at the end of black and white. I yeah, think it I think happens off screen. screen caps. I think they were like, if I remember right, like the screen cap shows them in the headquarters and they turn around and Wobbuffet's there. And then we had, you know, almost said Gibble, Garchomp going crazy and Ash saved him with his Ash powers. And Serena's like, oh, I know him. Except she doesn't know his name, so I'm getting a feeling she must have just seen him in the woods being Ash one time or something. <laughs> I don't know, we'll see. I was going to say we'll see next week, but we won't. We have to wait till 2014. Yeah, we have to wait a while. And there's, like, no theme song. Yeah, it just, it just does that little title screen thing, which I'm kind of fine with, because their theme songs haven't been the greatest. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of hope they keep it that way. I, I wonder why they all of a sudden decided to call it Pokemon the Series. Do they think people get confused? <laughs> like, do they turn on the TV? Why isn't the game playing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I have no idea. It just seemed funny because right now we have such a long title. It's like Pokemon The Lost Adventures of Unova Island Times 4. And like it's really long, so I'm thinking Pokemon XY is so simple when they restart, but then they have the series in between there, which doesn't look particularly clunky on the logo, but like on the guide. <laughs> it's just like you almost got away from all these extra shits because you forgot they weren't going to be in Unova anymore. <laughs> Oh shit, bro, they left Unova. Quick, put M Beyond on it. <laughs> Works for Buzz Lightyear. Man, give this man a promotion. Um, but yeah, I doubt that the anime is going to become amazing and we won't have fillers all the time. But I'm hoping it's at least more enjoyable and has the characters being more competent like they were in, in Sinnoh and Holland. Yeah, episode listings, episode like 5 already has them in a gym. Yeah, I, th- I think I just saw one earlier where he has to re-challenge and fight Pavilion after training with Serena. So it's clearly Brian's Pavilion that, like, swept everything. And wh- so what Pavilion do you have? You have, like, the super classy one? <laughs> like, modern? Huh? What Pavilion did you say you have? The pattern? Modern? Yeah, yeah it's modern pattern. So it's super classy? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine it being like super modern looking homes with like those weird couches and like art. Brian saw polar. I don't know what mine is because I haven't. This is really cold. Evolved one yet. Um, yeah, Pokemon. So that was fun. It was nice to. It was quite a bit of Pokemon this week actually. It was nice to actually watch some and enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to the X and Y anime. I hope it at least keeps me more entertained than Black and White did. It'll make, hopefully, for some better Pokemon segments. Like, this one's a little better than usual. We're just like, and they did the thing, and it sucked. So, turtles. (laughs) (laughs) They did the thing, and it sucked. That's a good segue, though. Um, Yeah, turtles. So, squirrels. uh, Moose and squirrel. Squirrels and what? Aliens. Oh, okay, sorry. Basically the movie Alien. Yeah. (laughs) Except squirrels. Next movie, Squirrels vs. Predator. Um, but I thought it was a pretty funny episode. 
See, um, I never seen Aliens, so I didn't. I was, pick up I've on seen that. bits of it. I was actually like legitimately taken aback when the squirrel jumped down the dude's throat, and we actually <laughs> saw it. Like we saw it, like crawling down his throat. Like, oh my god! <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, I was gonna say, I love how the whole thing was based on Mikey's comic, and you like know what happened next. <laughs> Oh man, there was a line I really wanted to remember too, and I can't remember it. I really need to carry a notepad when I watch this, but I wouldn't know how to write. <laughs> Just write symbols. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what you write as long as you know what it says. <laughs> it's true. Oh, man, what did what did he call them? Squirrelizers? Squirrelanoids. Yeah, there we go. Squirrelanoids, and they're now. Somewhere in the sewers. Because I like how they did that sort of let them out of the space airlock, but with the sewers. Um, and now they're down there feeding on unsuspecting construction workers <laughs> that are doing popcorn. <laughs> that are doing weird sewer construction. Um, was this the one? Yeah, this is the one where Splinter was like meditating and they were like flailing around him trying to catch a squirtle. squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> it's so close together. That's what she said. I like their little banter with uh, Splinter throughout the episode, though. Um, like when he's trying to get them to actually go after the squirrels, and uh, you, you mentioned this earlier. Like, who? What do you say? Something about who wants to prove that they're the bravest? It's the bravest, yeah. And, then and they said, "Oh, metalhead." <laughs> yeah, that was well, pretty funny. Poor metalhead. And then, like, Donatello's all bragging about how brains can win over bravery. <laughs> and then, you know, Melhead gets his head eaten. <laughs> so Splinter's kind of, like, rubbing it in. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I was entertained by it. It was a bottle episode. So there wasn't really much else going on. No April, no Bat. April's dad. Best what the fuck? What's, what's that guy's name? Kirby. Is it? Or are you just making that up? I would believe Kirby, you. Kirby oh, O'Neill. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> His name's Kirby. How? <laughs> God. That's what his bat voice sounds like. That's funny. Uh, I don't know what next episode's about because I don't think they do previews for it. I'm assuming it's about Ninja Turtles fighting things. I'm just guessing, though. I could be completely wrong. Um, let's see. Was there anything else? expert might know if he didn't pass out. Already? No. Seriously, (laughs) we are here because of you. It's been, like, 15 minutes. (laughs) Dude! (laughs) Okay. Make it through the Pokemon discussion. (laughs) I think he said I liked it. Um, what was I just going to ask? I was going to ask something. Pokemon. There was no Batman this week, right? I, yeah, because they re-aired the first episode, uh, right? Unless they they re-aired the first episode last week, and then they oh. re-aired Tests, which I can't remember if that's the second one or a little further down the line. It, it was a repeat. It's on next <laughs> week, though, right? I have no clue. I know. It's pretty random the way they, they've been airing it. 
I'd rather them just air it all and then, you know, take a break or at least distribute a little more evenly. Like, I don't know how many of the airing ones, maybe air six episodes and then take a break and then air the rest instead of on and off for a couple of weeks. It's just kind I of. Can, I can understand not airing a new episode this week with all the Pokemon stuff going on. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, um, but it's not like their time slot I can't remember taken. if they did anything last week that warranted it not being aired. Yeah, I don't think so. Last week was pretty normal. Um, I don't think there was anything else on the weekend, so I think we can talk about Korra oh. now, right? Ben 10. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about that first, because we can do the best for last. What was Ben 10 about? There was aliens and heroes. Yeah. Oh, the fucking Vredel crap. Sorry. <laughs> I Those were like my least favorite characters. And oh, I was yeah, so their cool. uh, their shtick wears off pretty quickly. <laughs> and then they just add more because they brought the mom last time, and the, they brought back the clones, and it was just pretty annoying. Uh, so far, like out of the three episodes that have aired so far, I've only liked one of them because I really didn't need the Secret Saturdays crossover. I hate the Vredels. I liked the Gravitek episode, but yeah, uh, it's not the episode was okay itself, but I just really don't like those episodes usually I don't think anything really interesting happened all I remember is the Vredel brothers took that kid with them and yeah I don't know I just didn't care for it yeah the little fat ones uh, kind of freaked me out <laughs> <laughs> I did like oh sorry go ahead I was just gonna say that I agree <laughs> I really don't have anything significant to say about the episode the only thing I found amusing was Ben's mom chasing him out the whole episode with the leftovers like, it didn't really make sense to me but well, <laughs> I just thought it was funny cause like when Ben and Rook were just driving and he's like oh no quick turn the corner here are we in pursuit by a villain no it's worse this mom with leftovers I just thought it was funny cause then it cuts to her like angrily driving with the leftovers like I just thought it was really funny. It just it's kind of like a random social situation put into Ben Ten. Um, I don't know where Ben's dad is. I think he's dead. His mom is dad. So, uh, so anyway, now Cora or the Legend of Juan this week, the Legend yeah. of Stephen Young from The Walking Dead. <laughs> I really like these episodes. These yeah, were, these were fantastic. These were episodes where. I'm a little bit disappointed because they took Korra's episode count, and I think it would have made a really good, like, kind of, like, mini-movie, but they were so good. (laughs) This episode, the only thing that disappointed me about it is I really want to see just more of the mythology so much. Like, I wanted one of those big nerd books to just read shit about. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I wasn't wasn't annoyed that they took Korra's episode count, mostly because I, I think it does tie into the overarching plot. Oh yeah, it it, it, it does. Because so, like, I kind of had that aha moment, especially like, at the uh, end. I see what Boomalock or Unalock or <laughs> his his <laughs> name. I see what that fucker's trying to do now. He's trying to free that evil squid. Aristotle, did you say Buffalot? No, I, oh. I was repeating uh, Dawson's <laughs> screw up. I, I heard Buffalot somewhere, and I made me laugh. Oh, but, uh, yeah, like, especially near the end of it, you kind of had that aha moment where you sort of realize where things have been going now. Well, now that we yeah. we have this information, but, uh, yeah, it was just so good. Like, our, our, we already talked about this in previous weeks, where I'm just so curious about the mythology, and I think it just has such a rich potential that I really just want to know more about it. And this episode just kind of made that worse, 
Because it's like, I want to know about the next 10,000 years right now. Speaking of, <laughs> goddamn, that, another date, another event on that calendar 10,000 years ago. Shit was going on, man. <laughs> if I ever make some sort of medium, I'm going to say, it was 10,003 years ago. Ha! We did it three days after everybody else because we knew it wouldn't be busy that day. The park was free. Um, so, uh, one, one of the reasons I, I liked it so much was um, the creation of the Avatar. Uh, for, for whatever reason, throughout the, the original series and throughout, you know, Korra as well, I never really questioned it. Because yeah, it it just seemed like this thing that always was, yeah. Like it's it's mysterious, but it just you know it you knew that it existed for centuries, so it was just a thing. And then we come to find out that this guy, you know, turned himself into the first Avatar, yeah. essentially. So it, it it makes it a whole lot. Just just the mythos surrounding it is a whole lot cooler. Yeah, I never really questioned it either. It's almost kind of like you lived in that world and it was just kind of something that was there. And it kind of yeah. made sense in that world too, given like all the bending and whatnot, that there would be something like that. Um, and I like that the origins of the Avatar weren't perfect. Like it wasn't like, oh, <laughs> Jesus was born and he learned how to born all four <laughs> elements or he was chosen by the gods to do this. It was like this dude fucked up <laughs> multiple times and he had to fix it. And he merged with this thing, and that's how the Avatar was born. And it was kind of a neat way of also explaining why he reincarnates with his, and the powers passed on to the next person yeah. because of the sort of spirit powers. And that was neat. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just the representation of the world in general was fantastic in this episode. The art style was so oh, different. It, it was really great, neat. yeah. Like, because I, I was thinking to myself, okay, we're going back to the first Avatar, which is thousands of years before the original series itself, which the original series already looks like something that takes place in ancient times. Yeah. So you have to, you have to somehow make this look even more ancient or so, like different in some way. And I think they really pulled it off, especially with the art style, because it looks more, uh, it looks more ancient. Yeah, I like how it simultaneously made it seem older and also made it look like you were like looking into an old legend book. Yeah, and like flipping through it. I like how the airbending effect looked like the Nimbus cloud from Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd be like, "Oh shit, this thing's after me, Nimbus." Um, Nimbus bending. I like the spirit designs. Yeah, <laughs> they were very. A lot of them were very Miyazaki-ish. It kind of reminded me of Adventure Time, <laughs> like some of the crazy. Like there was like I think a carrot walking around. <laughs> I was like, all right, where is, this is Adventure Time, right? <laughs> I almost said it's a crossover. Then I realized it was different networks. I I saw the. Uh, I, did they ever give him a name? The talking lemur thing. I feel like they did, but I forgot it. Maybe. I, like the my first reaction to seeing him was, is that a giant pabu? <laughs> is this where all pabus come from? <laughs> uh. um, but yeah, the spirits were great. We're because uh, we're so used to seeing sort of the the twisted and evil spirits that to see how they were is kind of neat. Um, 
the the overall world itself i think uh i think the episode did a really good job in showcasing just how dangerous the world of the avatar was uh in, in for, for as little time as it had like my 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 reaction to it i i almost like put out a tweet about this but the world of the avatar was fucked up <laughs> like people were dying all over the place it was it was not a nice place to live. Yeah, because people couldn't go out into the woods like pick berries without getting firebending. Yeah. Um, and like the spirits could go inside of people and like possess them and like, turn them into trees or yeah, weird animals up and everything. It was really like holy crap! The grass is trying to kill us. <laughs> um. Oh, shit, I just lost my thought. I was just going to say something about... Oh, even though, like, you know, we didn't get a huge amount of time with him, it was still kind of a oh-fuck moment when uh, that evil spirit turned his spirit friends into evil spirits. Yeah. I think it's just because, you know, we'd seen a uh, scene like that before, and they were just kind of nameless, so you really didn't care, but it, it was kind of shit to see that, like, people you knew. Like, oh, crap, yeah. that happened to them, too. Because they actually had, you know character to them yeah they they were kind of fun to be around i oh, love the little yeah. spirits um aside from the giant pabu <laughs> i love the other little spirits around him that were so nice to Juan <laughs> when he was being such a dick because they're like oh i like him or good luck <laughs> and they're just so happy <laughs> um and i like how because even though it was it was so long ago, I like how it set up like the very beginnings of the world we know from from both series now. Like sort of showing how the nations started, how people. Yeah. That's why they're so far apart because people were so far apart. And with Juan's village, we basically saw the birth of the Fire Nation. Um, yeah, because <laughs> they all got the bending and said, "Fuck this place." And I like how it was. Uh, it was so early; it wasn't even bending. It was just kind of powers. And then we saw like with Juan, they learned the sort of like form of bending like they talked about in the original series through the animals there was a lot of people that were saying this is inaccurate to the original series because they said the animals were the original benders and they were getting like their panties in a twist and stuff but they showed that scene on purpose with him learning like the bending technique from the dragon yeah because before they really didn't know how to use the fire or anything like that yeah it was like the, the main captain guy mentioned that after Juan had been training with the dragon he he was able to bend the fire um, a lot different yeah. than how they would, um, like it was an extension of himself, which, of course, is how people do it. Well, <laughs> uh, the people did it in, you know, the original series and core and everything. Yeah, because it's like a martial arts form and whatnot. And yeah. It's, well, they did show that, and I thought it was really neat the way... It didn't go like super in depth into origins of how things were set up for the original series, but like you saw the pieces forming. Yeah, which was definitely. really neat. Um, I I really liked that. Again, they they never even called it bending. Like when Juan was setting out with that search party, uh, he just asked, "Do I get fire?" Like not. And you know you, you kind of you kind of figure out what it means, obviously, but it's just kind of interesting how they perceive these abilities and how it's it is given to them by the giant uh, turtles, which I was glad to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And it is, I don't know, it, it's nice to kind of have a bit more of an explanation as to why some people can bend um, and just kind of see how it became a natural thing with within the humans. Yeah. Um, something else I noticed quite a bit, um, the humans really weren't the dominant race in this. This kind yeah. of goes more towards the how messed up the world was, but the humans really like had a rough time. Yeah. Um, they were all like forced into those cities on the backs of the turtles and um pretty much the spirits just kinda came in and you know made <laughs> made the earth their home. Yeah, and uh you know they kept saying to him one, like how he was only a human and how he talked about how he wasn't an average human, it kinda gave an idea that they weren't seen as very much of a threat, even with their like early bending, whatever which yeah. one of them had. Like they were looked down upon. <laughs> I like also how because oh, we talked about just a, a few minutes ago about uh, like the Avatar legend, and even though I, I honestly never really wondered about it, I kind of always assumed that the Avatar was sort of discovered after bending was a thing, which essentially it was. But uh, he sort of uh, created like the way bending is now, yeah. with, like the forms and just the whole culture of it. Like his actions pretty much set everything in motion. Yeah, pretty much. Like how all the techniques are used and and just the general mythology essentially. He was pretty important. <laughs> um I uh I like for for how little time we had, we really did kind of form a bit of a connection with Juan. Yeah. And uh even with Rava to a certain extent, who was kind of a bitch at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um but I liked Wa uh Juan, I liked Juan. He, uh, he was yeah, me too. He was cool, and I saw a couple of people bitching on Twitter about how he. What I can't remember what they said, but they they were saying that he essentially was another unlikable main character. Yeah, I don't get that. Really bad people on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's not that I follow them. It's just that I have a very um, <laughs> masochistic tendency to uh, look up core. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, well, like I said earlier, I like the fact that he wasn't perfect. He wasn't some sort of do-gooder that was just so goody two-shoes. Like, he was super flawed, and he caused so many of these problems, and yeah. he was kind of a, a thief, kind of more like a Robin Hood, Aladdin type deal, but still, he was still an imperfect guy, and I like that it kind of started from that. And, and especially since people put Aang up on such a pedestal, which I like Aang, but I, they... Seem to forget he was a kid, which was why he was so inherently innocent. And they yeah. don't like Korra for being so flawed. And I like that the first Avatar was as well. And he wasn't perfect. He made mistakes also. And he didn't even have to worry about a period. Yet. I mean, he will later when he reincarnates. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so does, is Rava still conscious? Because, like, she was sort of speaking to him... You know, when he first avatared it up, and then when he died, but obviously we haven't seen her speak or anything. We've seen the avatar state, which is, we've seen where it comes from. So are they just, is it kind of now just one conscience, or just the avatar state, or is she still sort of sentient in a way? I kind of interpreted it as, like, she's now the spirit of the avatar. 
That just kind of <coughs> connects them all together. Uh, yeah. I, that's Whether what I she kinda, sent you or not at that point, I don't, I don't know. That well, would you know, kind of... Well, I just wondered because, opinion, you know, Juan was like, you have to find Rava. And I was just wondering if she's somehow still in there. Well, she's obviously still in there, but I was just curious if she can still sort of speak as if they're two. Or if ever since the first death, they're just... that You know, Juan's soul and hers just merged into the Avatar soul. It, um, well, I know they said that her and Juan were... Like had become one, um, so I guess in a way they are essentially the same existence because um, they're obviously linked permanently. But um, yeah, I don't know if she's necessarily conscious. Um, I don't know. You you could interpret his uh, his saying you have to find Robin a couple different ways. Either you have to find you know that that part of her that still lingers, or if he, or maybe it's just sort of a, I don't know, roundabout way of saying you have to kind of come into a better understanding of yourself. Yeah. Since, you know, since I mean, if Juan and Rava had become the same person, then essentially Cora and Rava are the same person as well. So. Yeah, since they're all the same person. And we do, <laughs> we do know that Cora even before she lost her memories, uh, did not have a very good understanding of just the history of the Avatar and everything about it. Yeah, the, she wasn't very spiritual at all. She got firebending or airbending because she wanted to protect her boyfriend and she was pissed. <laughs> um, which I thought this episode also made it kind of funnier how lightly she takes the Avatar state. Just because of, like, what a tremendous thing it was. It was the birth of the Avatar, these two souls merging to become the super being, and she's using it for air racing. And I just think that's so funny because of seeing the origins and, like, how much of an oh shit thing it was when Aang first did it. It's kind of like when, like, Goten got Super Saiyan at 7 after it was such a huge <laughs> deal before. It's just, I think it's so funny that that tremendous feat. It's just used so flippantly by her that she's just like, oh, well, might as well just use this, which I'm totally (laughs) fine with. I just think it's so different and kind of funny, especially the racing part. (laughs) Um, I thought it was interesting that um, he didn't become the Avatar right away. Like, when he started getting the other... He had to keep one at a time. Like, he didn't... He didn't, uh, like, even when they had collected all of them, he wasn't necessarily the Avatar. Yeah. She still had to pass through him to swap out the powers instead of just having them all at once. Yeah, that's I what thought I thought was really neat. This is what I thought was easy with like, chosen. Like, yeah, he didn't, like, fully become it until they actually merge. Yeah, because when they started that whole, oh, I'm going to give you air and I'll take fire for a bit, I thought at some point within the special, something was going to happen and she was going to accidentally leave one in there and she, he was going to have multiples, and then he would be like, oh my god, he's special, but I like that he was just kind of a normal dude until they merged. Um, so yeah, it, it was really cool. Like, I want to see so much more. I want to know more. That, that's <laughs> kind of the, the place that I'm at right now. Because I'm one of those nerds that just totally feeds off of, like, background information. (laughs) And so this was just, like, a big, giant tease to what could be this huge, expansive universe if they ever get around to, like, visiting those time periods. And, like, now I just want to know everything and know more. And 
like I said, I wouldn't be opposed to them just expanding into the comics. Like, there's so many avatars. That was a long time ago, and yeah. how many avatars in between? I want to know more about his time. Uh, I, I want to know more about the time between these series to see Aang's adventures, his kids' adventures. Um, any of the avatars in between, I think, would be interesting. Um, just seeing the world in general at different points, I always find that interesting. Just we've seen three different sections now, really, you know, way in the past what we just saw, and then Aang's version, and now where we're like super modern. And we we did see little clips of the past avatars from the yeah, original like series, and Roku. they were interesting too. And what's the other one's name? The female one that wears the war makeup. I always forget her name. Um, Kyoshi. I thought it was Kyoshi Warriors, but maybe no, that's, that's because her. named after her. Okay, that's right. Okay, because I was I didn't want to say I didn't want to say Kyoshi, and then you'd be like, no, that's the warrior name. So, but I know we, <laughs> we saw some of Roku's time when they showed how the whole war started. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, I do like that. Just, just the. In- all of this episode and everything that we learn from it and just kind of the, the little revelations from it do uh, give a little bit more weight to the season. Yeah, what the um, one's going to do. And, and just Korra herself. Because, um, I mean, with the original series, we had three seasons and we kind of knew the end goal. It was to stop this war. And, you know, it was this big you know, event that was kind of looming over the entire world. But with this, it was like, well, things are moderately peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the war, the, the two water tribes are, you know, about to go to war, but, you know, things just don't feel as intense. Yeah. But then you get this whole, well, it's been 10,000 years, so now the spirits are waking up, and now all this crap is hitting the fan, and it links back to all of the avatars. It it puts a little more... It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are thinking that I've seen that Unalak wants to merge with the other dude and become like a dark avatar. I don't know what kind of powers he would have. Um, I don't think if that happened... I don't think he would have all four elements since that dude didn't go around holding powers. I assume he'd get like laser beams or whatever that dude's power was. Um, I think that would be, I think that would be interesting um, because that presence hasn't been in the world for 10,000 years. Um, since the Avatar essentially took on the presence of Rava and I forget the other guy's name. Evil person. What's his name? Coda? No, not Coda. That's not right. He's not evil. He's a happy guy that loves citrus. Um, Vata? Yeah, sure. Um, but like his presence hasn't been there, and you know the av- because they were sort of a, a presence in the old world, and the Avatar kind of took over Rava's, and there's nothing for him. And if they did that, I don't know if it would maybe be just for one battle, and then they would seal him away, or would he become a permanent fixture for a bit? Or- or would that become a thing? It was born into a baby, and they just keep killing the babies. That would be dead. That would be sad. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know, but I don't know what that would entail. It's just a theory. I think it's interesting. 
Um, or maybe he's, he just wants to awaken him to cause chaos. Maybe he's being manipulated by him somehow from the spirit world. Maybe there's like a cult that worships him that's manipulating Unalog. We don't know. But obviously, he wants to get there, presumably for that guy, for whatever reason. It, it's a nice way of looking at it. I just kind of figured he wanted to set him free and cause chaos. But the, the merging but, thing could be interesting. See, the thing is, is that his whole bit is about how he wants power like his brother was going to be the leader and he was jealous of his brother and then his brother was the father of the avatar so his brother keeps getting all this power and it seems like he really wants power so i could totally see him wanting to become an avatar i don't think he realizes that he wouldn't get all the elements (laughs) um man i just got laser beams what the fuck man (laughs) hey he gets cool purple laser beams (laughs) yeah um this uh if he is being controlled or if he is doing this specifically to free uh, that evil spirit, it would give another underlying reason as to why he would frame his brother to destroy that forest. Especially since he he's so like uh, uh, like honor bound by these spirits and whatever. Um, it would I don't know, it, it does make, it does build on his excuses for framing his brother outside of just wanting power you know free the evil spirit you can have even more power or you can you know do whatever i I have no clue (laughs) but it's possible also because he you know has been super like oh the spirits don't upset them i can do my little dance um it's possible that he might just want to return the world to the time of the spirits like we were just talking about how they sort of ruled maybe he's like super into them and he's like i just want them to rule again i want to live on a turtle dude the turtles are dead you shut up i will live on that turtle carcass Um, but i don't know there could be many different things yeah i'm kind of curious how he found out about it because nobody really seems to know how the avatar came to be like we said and we haven't really seen much knowledge about that time and Cora obviously is only able to know about it because she essentially lived it. Um, so, because um, that's so, like, way long ago. Yeah. Like, before records. Before they even had computers. Juan did mention that he wanted to teach people to respect the spirits and there's always the chance that he taught them about what happened. Um, not necessarily yeah. everything that took place about him becoming the Avatar, but obviously people... No, knew well, yeah. about the Avatar. They had to because it's such a like an honored and respected thing. But um, you know, he, uh, he did mention that he wanted to to teach people about it, and we do know that the the Water Tribe, specifically the Northern Water Tribe, was so invested in the spirits. Yeah, uh, they were very spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I. I wouldn't rule rule out the possibility that he just kind of knew about it. Yeah, I'm sure uh, somebody somewhere has record of it. I'm just kind of curious where. Yeah, definitely. Like, because it's probably... Because I don't think that it would be completely wiped from the records, but I'm assuming it would be a lot more scarce information that maybe only a handful of people know. Because, you know, legends change throughout time and whatnot. Yeah. And, and you know, apparently this whole the concept of the first avatar and the origins was mapped out when they were writing the original series, but they just couldn't fit it in. They couldn't figure out where it would fit. 
So yeah, it's, it's, the whole spirits thing has been around since season one of the original series. Because it's not like one of those things where they write a backstory in a later season that changes the way things are in the old seasons, and you're like, well, why was it this way? Well, because they hadn't written it yet. They obviously we they wouldn't have made mention of any of the events from the special and like the original series or the last season of Korra, but they've essentially been writing it with the backstory in mind. Which is good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Cora. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that we have to wait a week, but I understand it. <laughs> we only have like five more episodes or something like that. See, it's so like I love that they take their time and we get these really pretty and awesome episodes, but it's such a big universe. We could be doing so much more. <laughs> I just it's like see, this is the stuff I want to learn about. School just bores the hell out of me, but I just want to read a bunch of textbooks about the history of the Avatar world. <laughs> Do they even call it Earth? Moo. Moo. <laughs> <laughs> it was like when I got signed on to Skype. Moo e. Blah, blah, blah. Damn it! <laughs> Brian has typing dreads. <laughs> Damn it, don't you type moo? Damn it, fingers! <laughs> you betrayed me again. Oh, like the cow jumped over the moon. They don't all have to be cow-based. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... Oh, that's it for this week's shows. Yeah, it was a really good episode. Yeah, it really was. Um, I honestly wanted to watch it again, like I'm probably the day of, just because I don't know. It, it there was a lot to really enjoy about this episode, and it really opened up so much about the history of just the franchise in general. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably watch it a few more times over the next watch lifetime. I guess whenever I want to watch it. I'm not boring. sure if you noticed, but we really liked it. We talked about it quite a while. <laughs> Possibly longer than anything else. We don't know yet. Most likely, yeah. Uh, I was actually pretty most excited to talk about this this week. We're going to go to Tokusatsu Podcast. Yeah, I want to talk about Korra because <laughs> I'll hail the great Avatar Stinky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Because now it's time for the Facebook question of the bi week learners. Shit. Kind of failed there. Yep, totally. That's just what I do every day, though, when I wake up. Um, so, this week's question was very simple. is What is your least favorite Pokemon? Um, Derek Zartan. Zartan. Tommy! You <laughs> said Tommy and Zartan. <laughs> says Pichu because there are too many cute mouse looking Pokemon and Pikachu didn't need a baby form. Pichu is adorable, damn it. <laughs> um, Edward Quack says Muck, the decomposing pile of shit based on looks and the thought of decomposing shit to attack. I always thought of Muck was just like slime and then I read that it was sludge which is basically a mix of shit and all the stuff that gets flushed down. Second place for a fro for being a poodle pile of shit. A poodly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just read it as poodle. <laughs> uh, Corey Gung says, your mom. And Arceus. <laughs> Classy. Trevor Mayer says, Pikachu. <laughs> Charles Chong says, Mr. Mime, he looks so fucking creepy. 
<laughs> he does. But he's just, such a good maid. Especially the 3D model. Like, it's just yeah. it's awful. It just pops up waving its arms around going, ah, Mr. Rhyme, and I get freaked out. You just can't kill it now. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> fairy type. Dredagon's so cool. Sorry. Um, Cam Wadskow says... Abra, because I will never get back those hours spent hunting one down, chasing around the game, as it teleports all over the freaking place. That's not how Abra works. I mean, Abra You're teleports, not- but he doesn't go places. He's, just <laughs> He's going nowhere. He's going nowhere. Uh, Kevin K. Phantom Funk says, Dawson, just fucking. Okay. My least favorite <laughs> po- <laughs> My least favorite Pokemon is probably Jinx. X is my first ever Pokemon game, and whenever I see the black face, big lips, transvestite, I want to punt a baby across the Atlantic Ocean. But my favorite is Furfro. Is Jinx in this this gen? Yes. Really? I, I ran into I, it a couple times. I, I, I've I never run into one yet. <laughs> Consider yourself lucky. It's just as terrifying as Mr. Mime. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it is my turn. Okay. Uh, Technically, I was skipped over, but... Dawson just kept Dawson. going. <laughs> okay, you oh, can sorry. have steal. I'll take Chris Hutchinson. I was hey. playing games, so... <laughs> I just look up and read. Dawson, read now. <laughs> now, Dawson, play game. Uh, Jared Castile says, Clefairy, I hate that damn pink nurse aid piece of shit. That's Chansey, bro. <laughs> yeah. And Teddy Ertza. Teddy Nursa. <laughs> uh, Chris Hutchinson says, Gen 1 Chansey. Everyone ran one on their team with Minimize and Toxic. It made the competitive game really boring. I didn't know Gen 1 had a competitive game. It was just it was a bunch of children on the playground. <laughs> Man, all those street <laughs> <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, town, motherfucker. Damn it! I was just gonna do that, you son of a bitch! Okay, am I next now with the new order I've created? Or do we just loop again? Uh, just, uh, just go to Brian. Okay. okay. <laughs> just, like it's the news. <laughs> Here's Brian with sports. Nicholas Hernanhoff says, I don't really have a least favorite, but since I've been playing Y, I guess Tentacool, because they appear every fucking time in the sea, and it's annoying. It's been going on forever. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Gardenia uh, says, oh, Wait, wait, I'm next. Oh. I know this. No, I know. I was just going to say that uh, later on he also says that Doug Trio is annoying. She says, Stunk Fist. <laughs> that useless, soulless thing. Why does it exist? Just a troll. Three people like this. <laughs> <laughs> Sent for my iPhone. <laughs> uh, Jay- no, it's my turn. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was getting ahead of the game. You're so confused. <laughs> We screw up once, and then all of a sudden, everything goes to shit. <laughs> uh, J.M. Baxter says, Emolga. Good Arceus. It's got to be Emolga. Hell no. <laughs> no matter how leveled up or how powered up my team is, I cannot seem to ever just KO one without it doing some sort of damage to my party. Stupid Pikachu clone with wings. And that smile. Screw Molga. Screw you, good sir. <laughs> I, I actually really agree with him. I, Amolga were frustrating to battle. Amolga was a little piece of shit in black and white um, Elise's. 
I swear to God, I could not kill that fucking thing. <laughs> but it's adorable, even though it was a little bitch in the anime. Because I like, had nothing. Emo! And Snivy's like, bitch, and then it slapped it. The only thing Sorry. effective against it is ice type. And you didn't have that at that point in Gen 5. So it's just kind of there trolling you. It uses Volt Switch and flips out into Zub Striker, and then Zub Striker just pounds your ass. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that violent multi striped erection. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Billy Haggis says (laughs) Haggis Sorry Um, Probably Blissey or Politoed One's really annoying to take down And the other was way overused last gen Because of his ability Thank Arceus his ability got nerfed in XY Chenik Stewart says Alakazam way too over fucking powered A lot of people in my high school hated it as well Some would even punch you if you used it. Sorry. Someone's trying to find something. Some, some people would punch you if you used it. <laughs> I, I don't think that's why they just, punched eugenics. That just sounds funny to me. <laughs> I hate that you use that Pokemon that you like. Hit. <laughs> that sounds like a grade school tactic more than a high school tactic. Uh, uh, Kaifer Martin says... While I don't really carry intense hatred for any specific Pokemon, besides maybe for the way that some act in the anime, if I had to choose, I'd probably pick anything in the Burmy line. In terms of obligatory starting bug Pokemon, it's probably the lamest, and I didn't really get any good use out of it during my Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum runs. Also, I forgot that Motham even existed until a few days ago. There's the Dawson version. Thank you. <laughs> Pete, Peter, I know oh. it's my turn. Calm down. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> Peter Lee says, Kelf, Kelf, Kelfki. Isn't it Klefki? Yeah. yeah. It's Thank you. The, no, the keychain Pokemon. 90% of the Kalos Pokemon are fantastic, but this one is one of the few that makes me rage more than other stupid Pokemon. I actually just recently caught one <laughs> to train. <laughs> He's pretty legit. He's pretty annoying because I'm like, oh, fairy, you're weak to poison. Uses poison, not effective. God damn it. <laughs> you crafty little bitch. <laughs> it just dances around you being all tiny like, fuck you. That's <laughs> pretty much what it does. I, I, it's, uh, when it faints, it's actually kind of adorable. Because apparently it's like a little key ring is its arms. Because it just like let go of all of its uh, keys. I want them to make a key ring of it so I can use it for my keys, obviously. What else would you use it for? I'm stupid. Igoro says, I wouldn't say I have a least favorite Pokemon, but there are certain ones that do annoy me, such as Coralus's Magneton and Magnezone. Uh, with their study ability, study ability, <laughs> they study ability, they really learn how to stop. Me. Sorry, sturdy ability and constant use of Thunder Wave. Every Pokemon with moves that can paralyze you in battle annoy me. Design wise, though, I'd have to say Stunfisk would probably be pretty close. Hashtag BeerJStag approves. Hashtag running the joke into the ground. Oh. Uh, Brody Taylor Gage says Dunsparce. <laughs> Poor Dunsparce. I love him. Uh, Chris Nichols <laughs> says, Be doof with Moody to OP. Um, Gary Baker says, So apparently I'm Larry now. Damn it, Larry! 
<laughs> okay, Dusham. I mean, Dawson. Anyway, on to my answer since I'm tired as hell. Well, it's not my problem. Ditto. Yeah, it's the Pokemon version of Jennifer Aniston. It's a whore looking for other Pokemon to breed with. Also, Wobbuffet and Muck and Burmy. Seriously, hashtag WTF. TKG. What? Sorry. <laughs> TKG Tigray says all the baby Pokemon. Waste of time. Useless Pokemon that need to evolve to do some to do some time and just Pokedex fillers. Fuck you, they're adorable. Right? Stephen Ketchum says the thing your last name is so fitting to this question. Uh, the thing that ruined Dragon-type Pokemon and disgraced Dragonite-type... I don't want to read this anymore. Tyranitar, Salamence, Garchomp, and Hexorus. And that is the crumbiest... Crumbiest. That's how you spell crumbiest? That's how you spell crumb. <laughs> I know that's how you spell crumb, but... <laughs> like, well, there's a part that's sort of right. <laughs> I always spelled it with two M's. Oh, I'm retarded. <laughs> anyway. All those papers I wrote about crumbs. <laughs> Crummiest pile of cum Gudra. Wouldn't he be the cummiest pile? Oh. Oh. So, what you're saying is that Gudra. Gudra. Oh, God, it's a weird name. Gudra <laughs> has ruined all other dragons for you. You can no longer ever use them. Guys, you're one of those people. The timeline is much shattered. <laughs> God damn it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> just a name that, like, Bob and Steve are just such funny generic names. Sorry. So, <laughs> says Zubat because life. Andrew Booth says Magic Fucking Carp. Just plain useless. Or any legendary that runs away. Or any legendary that you accidentally knock out. Well, that's actually your fault. <laughs> so I can't really blame them. Uh. I'm going to go with Jesus, because it sounds cooler. Jesus Avocado. <laughs> says, my least favorite Pokemon has to be Digimon. Damn it, Jesus. Why did you have to bring that into this? <laughs> God damn it, Jesus. Tristan David Arlano says, Aloha Mola. <laughs> uh, because it should have evolved from Love Disc. That's just true. Jeff Moses says, don't really hate anyone off the to- uh, off top of my head. <laughs> But yeah, let's go with Audino. Stupid gay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, this is the part where we're quiet. Yeah. Uh, this is the part where we have our answers. Brian? Ah, shit, why do I gotta go first? Um, What's the rules? Can I just select none? Legendaries. I have a beef with legendaries. Like, I just don't <laughs> like them at all. I like a lot of the, like, in terms of design and everything, but it was the fact that Nintendo eventually, and the Pokemon Company, modified the tournament rules to allow a lot of the legendaries. And while last year's Nationals and Worlds were fairly diverse, you still had those, like, three or so legendaries that just kept popping up. Um, The Genies popped up a lot. Um, those were the only ones off the top of my head that were um, used a lot but I hate tournament structures that allow legendaries so I don't ever play in those but um, that's really it 
I mean, there are certain things like Zubats and Tentacools that just get really fucking annoying because you see them pop up in your stupid screen all the time. But I don't hate them. I mean, I kind of hate Tentacool. He's kind of useless, but I love Zubat. Everyone bringing the word hate into this. God damn it, that's awesome. Uh, you're arguing semantics. Um, but uh, what, what you were saying about like getting frustrated with running into Zubats and tentacles and stuff, that's essentially the only reason I, I dislike any Pokemon or don't like any Pokemon. It's because they're so frustrating to deal with. Like this generation, it was Mr. Mime, and I remember having a lot of trouble with Wobbuffet. Um, going through that damn cave that they're in. And then, like we were talking about uh, with... I'm sorry, I forgot who answered with Amoga, but Amoga was frustrating to deal with. J.M. Baxter. Yeah. Um, Looking at his post. But yeah, I, I think a, a lot of it just stems down to what's frustrating to deal with in-game. <laughs> um, Pretty much... Cause like I said, there's no Pokemon where I look at them and go, God, I hate you. <laughs> and if I do, it is just strictly because I'm annoyed at them right now. Right. I'm just not prepared to deal with you right now, okay? Like Stunfisk. I hate him, but... I mean, I just hate him because he looks stupid. That's well, so that was what I, I was going him. for. That's what I was going for with the question. <laughs> if, like, see, mine is Stunfisk because I just don't like his design. It's just like a fish you stepped on. And it looks, I feel like it looks even stupider in the 3D model because at least in black and white he was kind of propped up. But this one, like, there's times you just can't even see him. Because um, I was kind of going for basically design wise or Pokemon you just look at and not care for. Not so much annoyance. Just because that's kind of case, it's not the Pokemon's fault. Like Zubat, I get annoyed running into Zubats, but I still like Zubat and evolving into Crobat. I actually, um, I don't mind Stunfisk, like his design. Um, I. I, I realize where he's supposed to be, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, I... Because I, I was thinking design-wise before we started this uh, segment. Um, stuff like... Uh, not Weasel. Floatzel. Um, like, I thought maybe he'd look better in the 3D, and I think he actually looks worse. I, I really don't like it. Um, yeah, which is a shame because I like the pre-evolution a lot. Yeah, I like Wizzle. Um, I floats was fucking ace. The uh, was it Stun Tank? Scun Tank. Scun Tank. I, I I'm not a fan. I don't like like his tail is connected to his head or something. He it, pops out, and makes farty noises. Weird. He can go with <laughs> Diggersby and make weird gaseous noises. <laughs> um. Then there are some like I was never a fan of Tangela's evolution. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I so think giant. it just it, it looks dumb. It's just more Tangela. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of any evolution that just adds another of the same Pokemon onto it. Um, like I love uh, Magnemite's my favorite Pokemon. I love Magnemite, but I hate Magneton. Um, it it just it's dumb to me. <laughs> I'm just glad they kind of rectified him with Magnezone. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I kind of hate things like uh, Carmite or whatever that new fairy type is. The little 
Garbink? Yeah, Garbink. I like Garbink. Well, it's just he's so pointless. He, I, he's I feel a, like he should evolve into he's something. He's just a big rock that's some, for whatever reason, a fairy type and not a rock fairy. <laughs> he is I thought rock. he is rock fairy. Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop ruining my points with your logic. <laughs> I think he should have evolved into something. He looks like something yeah. that could have evolved. I really like the con. I hated the concept of Avalog until I caught one. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a fucking ice table, and then I realized how cool in concept an ice table is. <laughs> um, I actually find there are uh, quite a number of Pokemon who get a lot of hatred for their designs that I actually really like. Um, I know not many people liked Licky Licky when he first came out. I don't Licky Licky's fucking boss. I don't know of too many people who do now, but I I love Licky Licky. I loved uh, Lickitung. <laughs> so getting an evolution for him is he like he looks a little derpy, but I still love him. <laughs> um, I actually do kind of like Rhyperior. Oh my god, I love Rhyperior so much. Well, his name is <laughs> Rhyperior, so. <laughs> uh. Shoot, there is another one I was thinking of too. I really like the since there was some, someone mentioned they don't like it, the the Gudra line the, the what's his name Gummy Gumi Damn, Gumi there we go I really like that line I like him too he's cute I don't care if he's not the strongest dragon he's fucking adorable I I do agree that he maybe should have had like a second typing yeah um. Because I know a lot of people said that he looks sort of poison type, and I can, I can totally see that. That went to Dragalge for some reason. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, and I know a lot of people probably expect me to say Furfro. <laughs> um, I don't like the idea of Furfro. Uh. And it, it it is like it's more than just oh he's not an alpaca because it, it was my own fault for getting my hopes up <laughs> like that that's entirely my own fault um, and at this point it's just kind of a joke but uh, I I'm not a big fan of needing to have a certain type of Pokemon every generation like it was fine with with. Uh, bugs and birds and a like the red attack kind of thing for every generation but extending it into like dogs I think we have enough dog Pokemon at this point um I don't see I don't see any reason for needing to cut his hair or anything like that it's just I don't know it's but it's not French. really necessary for me. that's why French people are necessary <laughs> Sorry to any French listeners, but well, Merca. Well, <laughs> there goes the French listeners. They're just cursing it out in French, but it just sounds like gurgling, so I can't hear you. Oh, crap. No, I just got spotted by a, some kind of karate man. What's his name? You're challenged by Black Belt Ander. Ander. It's not even a finished <laughs> name. Andy. <laughs> Bert Macklin. I'm gonna catch a Pokemon and name it Bert Matlin, Bert, Bert Macklin and send it out into the the Wonder Trade. I I actually ran into because I named all of my Pokemon with French names, 
Um, I actually ended up running into a trainer who had the same name as my Pangoro. <laughs> it was really awkward when I beat the crap out of him. <laughs> Good times. Diggers, we can take you. Diggers, we can take all. Totally. A badass. So now it's time for... Hello and welcome to Riders Ranging. Oh, wait. Never mind. We still have to do the ending. Shush. Final things. Yep. So next week is Twitter questions, so make sure you send those in. Um, and I will try to get the Facebook question up earlier next week. <laughs> I don't know why I spaced it so bad, but I did. But good job of getting the answers in pretty quickly. So, yeah, I think that's about it. I don't think there's any other announcements. Just. I really want to make this a Pokemon podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Call it PPP. What do the P stand for? Don't care. (laughs) You just deleted a little tails on the R. Made it PPP. (laughs) Kevin's not. What's our title, fucker? Uh, Aren't you glad I didn't say Baron? Jesus Christ, we're doing this again. I had this one ready before we even started, Guy, before it was even ready, so... I've been waiting to use this one. You're a fucker. <laughs> Hello, and welcome... Fuck it, fuck. Oh, no, I forgot what episode it was. Brian, be a bit more enthused. <laughs> I'm sorry, hold on. That P took a lot out of him. It did. <laughs> I guess 24. Originals. Eat your fucking one of those originals and choke. Uh, <laughs> like me. <laughs> like Dawson. Of course, Dawson also chokes on dick. Yeah, oh, wait. Hey, so do you. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I take it back. Please don't hurt me. Oh, shit. She's assaulting me. Oh, live domestic abuse. <laughs> live murder. <laughs> Brian took it a step further. That was the train last week. <laughs> Where's my notebook? The handy dandy notebook! Yay, now we can follow up Blue's yes, clues! Yes, I do have a handy dandy notebook, and it's deeper print, and you're jealous, so shut the fuck up. Jesus, I'm just a Blue's Clues, y'all. Calm down, lady. Fuck <laughs> with my notebook. Whoa. <laughs> Never seen someone get so worked up over a Blue's Clues joke. <laughs> Good thing I didn't miss Little Bear. Okay, seriously. Look, notebooks Bear are a serious thing around here, okay? Uh, Brian knows how I'm with my notebook. I'll slit your throat. What about notebooks? How, how serious am I about my notebook? My Pokemon notebook. You know about that, Brian. Remember I keep, I keep all my notes in there. Plan out my teams in that notebook. Yeah. You do a lot of shit in that notebook. Half of it I don't want to know about. Yeah, that's right. Your mom likes it, though. Yeah, I got a scatterbug. <laughs> it kind of sounded like a Pokemon. This is the news. Oh, We're just talk about and stuff. I want it. Yeah, yeah. So fucking cute. That's because it's Agnes and the Minions and the Unicorn. Oh my God, Minions. She's like in it. It's I love them fuckers. Well, wait, no. She's, I see she's in the Unicorn, but it's like the Unicorn. <laughs> she's in the Unicorn. What are we it's talking? an iPhone case with the Minions and Agnes, and she's in the Unicorn. <laughs> You're a Unicorn. Ooh, Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Like the like the birds movie. Yay. Free birds? Turkeys, woo. 
This is the news. Again, I just want to say, this is the news segment. Brian just said turkeys woo. This is still part of the news segment. Both of you stupid. Anna. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> 